Today on the podcast, we have Casey Vandegrift. 47-year-old Casey has used cannabis in some form since she was about 13. She eventually turned to sobriety. Casey had been totally abstinent for years. That's when back and neck pain came along. Then the introduction of prescription pain medication. Then the day came when she could no longer supply her habit. She was forced to change in order to survive. Casey decided to quit cold turkey and was sick for 40 days. Then came the diagnosis of breast cancer. Casey, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, you guys. I appreciate you asking me. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, Casey. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I know that we have talked before a couple of times, and uh, I know that uh, you've uh, spoken with uh, uh, Josh a couple of times, but I really want to dive into your story because it's interesting to me. The the 13-year-old start was instantly an interest to me because um, on a personal level, I had a 13-year-old start. Um, and not many people know that, not, not even a lot of my family members know that, uh, but, um, it, that really struck me and I want to go there. So can you, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, to be perfectly honest at the time I had, I was living a little on the wild side when I was at even just 13 years old and Somehow I had managed to get my mom to let me and my sister go with a church friend to Padre Island. And while we were there, acting way older than we were, I was raped. And I was only 13. And so for me, when I came back from that experience, I was different. And I didn't really look at it as rape at the time because I was kind of sexually promiscuous even though I was a virgin, you know what I mean? This person was way older. And um, so I was looking for any form of escape originally. That's kind of what how that all started. I mean, it was yeah. alcohol, smoking, and sex all at the same time. Right. And so that was, you know, I just went into it kind of like that. One thing that I know about myself and that I understand today is the very first time I did have a drink, straight up, I was an alcoholic. Like, I never could fill the hole, not even from the very first time, you know. I would, you know, I could, I just couldn't get that satisfied. And that went on for a lot of my young life. Um, I went to treatment the first time when I was 18, and I ended up going five times. So that's a lot of treatment in a short amount of years. I took my daughter through it all with me, and eventually I did get sober from alcohol. I just had totally accepted that I, just, I'll never be able to satisfy this, and it's only getting worse. When, when was During that? At that time, I was. What, what age this was, was that? just. I mean, I have to tell you, at 18, I had a. I had a. I did a hit and run accident, and I didn't even remember hitting the guy that I hit. When the when the cops pulled me over, they said, "Ma'am, did you just have a, an accident? And did you drive away?" And I said, honestly, in my mind, no. And he said, "Ma'am, your car is crashed up." So that was at 18. And um, if you can imagine after how I told you things started for me, mm-hmm. 
I just was really deep in the escape. Whatever manner I could find it, I did, you know. Um, anyway, so let's see. You, it, well, at that point, of, you're kind of in survival mode is what you're talking about. Totally. And, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. I mean, it was like, that's how my life was. That's how I operated for a lot of years. And truthfully, that's probably how I survived a lot of years. Yeah. But, um... Want to go ahead and get uh, talk about whenever you um, decided to become sober? I do, yes. And that was April 17th, 2005. Yeah. So, that was... You know, obviously, it was a, it was a terrible day for me, but it was also a huge day for me. Um... I did. I I got really involved in AA at that time, and I was I did not use any medication, be it alcohol or pills or weed or anything for five years. This oh, is wow. when that so started. Cold turkey. Right. Yeah. So once I I got sober in 2005, and I have to tell you, I mean, my life at the time was truly shit. It was terrible, but I had come to an understanding. I. I'd taken a look at myself enough to know that I truly deeply was addicted and and I have an addictive personality. That's just the bottom line. You know, I know that about myself. So after, okay, next came, I, I started having this chronic neck pain and I was doing really good in sobriety. I was speaking in Oklahoma City at the different conferences and just really... I'd had five awesome years. And then this neck pain just would not stop. And it became, well, it totally took over my life, basically. It was all I could think about because, I mean, you know, my head's attached to it. So it's just a lot to carry around. And um, through, at, at about that time, I had started seeing pain management. Now, I had already been to the chiropractor, the physical therapist, the massage, the acupuncture. If, if it could be done without having to do surgery, you I had tried done it. it. Sure. More than once. Yes. More than once. This was chronic. And honestly, it took away my, my zest for life. I mean, it was so bad for so long and I know that a lot of people suffer from this and that's why I want to say this is because I know what chronic pain can do to people you know it changes people and the worst part of it is when you have something that people can't see then they always expect you to be well fine you know good you look good you must feel good and it creates a real cynicism in somebody like me you know and it just turns me from somebody who was a carrier of light to somebody who was dark. You know what I mean? Dark. So, um, that was when also the pain pills came into my life. And, you know, I originally tried not to take pain pills. I tried to take everything else. Um, and, and I even started taking them originally only because the doctor at the time prescribed me something that would like kind of block the the effect of the pain pill as far as the enjoyment factor, the dopamine receptors, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and so I felt like that would be safer or better, but the truth is, you know, years into that, up into the surgery, which I ended up having, 
three levels on my neck fixed at once. So I had two discs replaced and one fused. And, of course, lots of pills involved there, but... Over the, over the years, here's what ends up happening, and here's what ended up happening. Even though I knew, I mean, I have a history in my family of kidney disease, liver disease, whatever. Um, I just knew that the addiction that I had gotten with, the, with these pain pills, it was no longer making the pain go away at all. And honestly, I'm sure that it contributed to more pain mm -hmm. because I feel 100% that, you know, those when I would take those pain pills like that, of course, my liver and kidneys are dying. But um, all of my joints would get really swollen and painful. So my neck, my everything, I don't even know how else to say it, but, you know, no longer did any pain pill take away the pain. Now it only was keeping me from getting sick. And yes. that became my whole reason for taking it was just to keep that away. You know, but the sad part is I was still suffering in so much pain. And I have to tell you, the day came when, when I did get off of those cold turkey and it wasn't of my own doing, let me tell you. It's not a, you never go today, I just wanna get off those pain pills cold turkey and go through hell yeah right yes. especially as long as you've been like, taking them sure yeah and i mean you know and i was taking a lot of them and the strongest you can get and all that just as as, in, as all people who abuse things like to do but um yeah so the day came when all the sources dried up you know what i mean and i could no, i couldn't get one more pill that day rock bottom Right. I could get it all. I could get it five days later, but not that day. And I thought, well, shit, five days later. Hell, I'm already five days out. I just have to say, I'm sticking with it. I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. And it went on for 40, around 40 days. I mean, day after day after day, I was just sick. I lost a ton of weight. But ultimately, I got that shit out of my system. I yeah. got those poisons out of my system. Good for you. And Absolutely. Yeah, as, as, as amazing right. and wonderful as that was, it left me with a sense of a dopamine deficiency. Honestly, that's the way I call it. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, you know. But I pre I'm really intuitive with my own body. And... When it comes to things like um, pleasure receptors, I'm pretty attuned to that sort of thing. And um, I just felt like after I had gotten off those pills that they were stripped dry. There was nothing there to refill them. Mm -hmm. I was just left with a sense of emptiness. Now, did you feel that whenever you were on the pills? Oh. Well... <laughs> I mean, honestly, for years, no, I, I didn't. Now, I, I can't say that I didn't, but I can say that the pills definitely masked a lot. You know, they did because they, for me, they never made me tired no matter how many I took, you know. And so, um, they're probably, obviously, there would have been issues to work through because if you have a hole, you have a hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, no pill is going to fix that. So, um, but yeah, that was still all in the process of trying to find myself and and also understand what my recovery was and is, mm -hmm. you know, based on the fact that 
you know, I had found myself addicted to pain pills in that time. But, you know, this is where I do believe 100% to thine own self be true, because I have to tell you, I mean, I got off those pills, and I'm free of that demon, but I have never had a drink since April 17th of 2005, not once, never. That's you know? awesome. And Good for you. I have to say that, yes, that has allowed me to really explore real medical options for me that, that work, you know, something that... I always have known that has worked or made me feel better just on every level. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but on every level as cannabis. So, you know, after after coming off of those pain pills and feeling that feeling for about a year, I mean, about a year I was struggling. I would tell my doctor, man, I just don't feel, I don't feel good. You know, I don't feel right. I don't feel joy when other people seem to feel joy. You right. know, it was Hollow. like that. Yes, just and and just in their presence, but not there at all. So, um, I that's when I started picking it up a little bit, and it wasn't legal at the time. Which, you know, for me was uh, it was a a hassle, honestly, more than anything else, trying to locate my medicine became difficult and mm-hmm. not not the way that I'd like to go about it as far as locating it, you know, and definitely not the reliability factor that I'm looking for. And um, so it wasn't all that long after, though, they did pass the law, the medical law. And now I want to go back just one second, though, and say when I started smoking, even just before it was legal, just whatever, the first time I felt that immediate sense of, that I still feel to this day, sense of relief, like comfortable in my skin, Mm -hmm. which is a feeling that I strive for, you know? And that's that's what cannabis does for me. It helps me be honest with who I am. It helps me feel my feelings. It helps me say my truth. It helps me tolerate other people. It helps me tolerate myself. You're present. Um, we, we, you know, we, we've, we've used this word so yeah. many times and it is. And for someone, you know, I think I speak for James and myself too. someone dealing with sobriety and struggling with that being present is the best weapon that we have. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And not being present is really can be very detrimental. You know? Well, whenever whenever we're unable to see our truths in ourselves and unable to actually understand our faults, then, you know, it, it's we are blinded. I, I mean, right. And so this is a it's very eye opening um, medicine. Oh man, I'm saying it, it is. And you know, I think too, what's amazing is the opportunity. I'm so glad that we are medical here in Oklahoma because I, I was just recently in Colorado and you know, the, the entire experience was totally different. Um, I mean, there's no medical talk at all, you know, up there unless you really work hard to get to it. Um, I really appreciate here that in, you know, I don't know how it is every place. I'm, I'm not traveling around and visiting every place, but I know the places that I go, the people are educated. I enjoy talking with them, going back and forth about what we know and what we've learned and our experiences on cannabis, how it helps us. 
and also how it helps like you know I, my partner is not comfortable at all with the feeling of high or euphoria in any way shape or form okay this is the exact opposite of my entire life right and also never have had, had an addiction in her life either which is astonishing to see but you know um Let's see. Oh, yeah, her tolerance. So, yeah, she uh, she hates that feeling, but she does have pain. You know, she's an athlete, and she has a lot of old injuries. And one thing that she told me that I'll never forget is I do not want the euphoria, but I absolutely love the consistent, reliable pain relief and that it's not affecting her other organs in a negative way. I mean, she said it's it's the one thing that I can count on to actually make my pain go away every time. Right. But the tricky, you know, it's tricky with the with the dosing on somebody who's just not who hasn't experienced it much or yeah, it's you know, a, it's a, with that feeling. It's definitely on a personal level. Um, yes, that's for sure. Um, so let's continue on with your timeline a little bit. So. After this, um, um, what, then you started um, uh, noticing some other changes, correct? As far as which? Medically. Which oh, with me? Yes. Well, um, one thing I know for sure is that I've been able to take it in different ways, which I think is really important. You know, because back in the day when I didn't have a choice, it was a, it was only smoke, and I've never been a smoker no. of anything, you know, cigarettes or anything, and that just would not be my primary. Huh. And so, being able to utilize different um, ways methods of intake is critical. Yes, absolutely. And so you're able yeah. to mix that with your medic medications that you have going along now with your, I mean, are you on any kind of medication? Oh, you, you had the well, uh, breast cancer. Uh, um, can you go yes. into that, please? Yes. So I did. I had, I did get a breast cancer diagnosis and um, I, when it, I was aggressive and I had a double mastectomy and then I had an extensive reconstruction surgery, which is like a big eight and a half hour surgery. Um, so when I came out of that, yeah, there's, I didn't have to do um, chemo or radiation or anything because I was aggressive with it. I okay. caught it early and I was, I went for it, you know, that's good. So I was super grateful for that. I mean, and that was part of what helped me make that decision to go that way is because I wouldn't have to take those poisons. And I know that those are also lifesavers, but I, it, it's harsh. And I know that I've seen it, you know, and I was really grateful not to have to do that. So, um, you're really but, but grateful having, to not have to try to heal yourself with something that, uh, is yes. <laughs> poison. <laughs> right. it, yes, exactly. And, and, I was and that is not downplaying anything. It's a very serious thing. And <laughs> yeah. So, right. All right. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, uh, so, but, but, but essentially what you're saying is to me, I mean, from what I, what I hear is it helped you make that decision. It helped you be present within yourself. Yeah. You, you had that choice. And not of only that, but to persevere, because let yeah. me tell you, it gets really difficult when the doctors are telling you something that doesn't coincide with what my body is telling me. 
Mm-hmm. It's really, really, it was critical for me to be able to be present and be an advocate for myself because I had to be. I mean, truthfully, and that's what we have to be. And, um... Yes. Yeah, I mean, without it, man, I don't know about navigating. You know, it's it's interesting because I've always dealt with anxiety. I've always dealt with, you know, just energy when I'm around a lot of people. And cannabis is, you know, it's it helps me so much just level, you know, get grounded and be able to actually be available for people if they need me and, you know, to be open to have you know, some sort of a relationship or, or something, because I have to tell you in those years when I was in all that pain, man, I wasn't having it. I was closed off. Right. You know, right. well, and, and to, to, to kind of back up a little bit now on your mm-hmm. post-op recovery, did you have mm-hmm. to, I mean, you know, dealing with your sobriety and everything, did you have to, were you using pain meds after? So during that time, I was using pain meds, but this time I, A, I only had one prescription. I only had to get it, it was just the first time. I also had my partner just give them to me. I mean, I could not get out. I had six strains. I couldn't hardly move or get out of my bed. So to do, you know, and, and I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this is definitely before it was legal. So the edible option, anything other than smoking was not an option. So, and there was no way, you know, that's just, that wasn't an option. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I did have to take them, but I didn't, I, when you are in such a level of pain and you take a pain pill, it does not give you any euphoria. Right. It actually hopefully buffers a little bit of the pain. And unlike what the kind of the chronic pain, this was an acute pain, which I think it's much more effective for. Mm -hmm. Well, well, too. And and I think every time you enter, if I, you know, what I kind of hear is every time you enter another battle, you're also armed with experience from your past battles. Man, you've got it. You said it. And that's, so important. You know what? The only person I have to be honest with is myself. Got it. That's the truth. Because the reality is, you know, we know when we're abusing something. We know. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we up. do. Well, and, and, you know, and, and two, uh, honesty does honesty for people around us doesn't exist unless we're honest with ourselves anyway. It's so it's interesting it's that, you, that you've brought this up because I had this conversation just the other day with myself <laughs> and while I was driving down the road. Sorry, I do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, it is. It's you look at something, and and throughout your life, you you become you get into these routines, and so uh, people are okay with it. You're okay with it. It's fun. It's comfortable. Um, it's something that you have to do. It's your A, B, and C to right. the end. Sure. You know, and um, whenever you um, are an addict. Um, and I don't want to speak for all addicts. Whenever you're like, if you were like me in my brain, um, I have to uh, uh, look at that and be able to um, talk myself into. I mean, I guess back, lack of better terms, talking ourselves into those healthier habits. Um, mm-hmm. Getting, you know, because for us, I think, you know, kind of what James was touching on is. For an addict, I mean, habits are good and bad. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And it's one of those that we we have to recognize early on. Is this something good that we're falling into a rut with? Is this something bad that we're falling so much more proactive? And, you know, we've we've touched on it on the show here. If we can stay ahead of our problems, that's our best weapon in our arsenal. Hey, and I have to tell you, yes, you're so right. And the brain is where a lot of this shit starts. And so it's also where a lot of the miracles start, right? I mean, it's like what we focus on, we, you know, is exactly what we're going to create more of, right? Right. I mean, you're, you're willing it almost to to come about or however you want to look at that. Um, But, you know, again, I think, you know, cannabis and or sobriety, you know, I know sometimes it's weird because people don't think that they do go hand in hand. But this show has been a testament of how often it does go hand in hand. Um, And how important also it is. How important it is. And that 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 effect of being present helps with sobriety it helps with staying sober and right it, it keeps it, us sharp it helps us from uh, yep. from becoming and and staying that sponge um that we've allowed ourselves to be in life and that is taking in and absorbing in the, that comfort from just being what you feel right. that you're supposed to be right you know and and, I, yes, and then once you wake up and once you i mean people talk about you want to say woke or whatever i don't i'm not that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about cannabis yeah. and how it's helped and it has hyper focused you to be able to squeeze that sponge and get that dirty water out of you yeah and be able to live a cleaner life and make better choices sure for a, yourself. Yes. Yes, and which ultimately is better for everybody. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and you know, I spe- could not agree more. Well, and the the thing you know we've we've talked about on here too is derivatives of cannabis. Um, yeah. And what I love is cannabis is one of those um, holistic applications, medications, whatever you want to call it, that, you know, not only we see the benefit of, but people around us see the benefit of. And it's one right. of the few things that we medicate with, in my opinion, that ha- you could that you can say that about, that you can truly well, say that about. And too, you know, there are methods to doing it, of doing it where it, like when I would see people come in with, I mean, you name the health, the health issues, you know, People have them, no doubt about it. And to see the range of benefits that cannabis would provide and does provide for people of all ages. You know, our top demographic where I was working was, you know, 70s, 80s, even into the 90s. A lot of places are that way. Yes. And so and those people are looking for good direction and they need good trusted direction, you know, Um well, and they've That's been they've been on the other well, and they've been on the other side of pharmaceuticals and things like that for a long time. They are truly coming in looking for something different because they know what the other side of the coin has given them. Well, that's true. And I have to tell you, too, it's like they a lot of these same people would not consider it while it was not legal. And I completely understand that. I mean, the hassle of obtaining it all by itself, not even talking about the law, was enough to make a lot of, especially anybody of, of older you right. know, status. So I have just been so pleased to see the, the huge range of ages and demographics and how to, you know, the creams and the different methods of application, how 
you know, how many people can use that. Sure. It's amazing. Sure. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think what we all kind of agree on is it's creating another choice. And if it's our yeah. health, then it's our choice and it's our decision. And if that's a choice for us and it's a healthy choice with not a, you know, a long list of side effects, but with right. a long list of results, I want that to be yes. a choice of mine. Absolutely. So, you know, ca- cannabis to me also is a lot about taking our health back. It, you I know, agree. putting it in our hands that, you know what, you know, we can all come and that includes my wife, my kids, myself and my doctor yes. come up with a regiment for me. But it is not just your, your choice, sir. It, it is a it right. is a collective choice of my family who is who I have to answer to. That is my tribe right. that I have to go yes. home to every day. So that's right. And, and and everybody again is different on that level. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, we can all get into our own personal stories, but I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. It is our whole yeah. choice of our family and whatever our family situations are, and that's right. who we need to be talking to. And yep. and our and and, that, and, and if you have a, a someone higher above that you want to talk to as well, I mean, you need to include this uh, holistically on all levels. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Diet, meds, all of it. I mean. Yep. <laughs> I'm sitting here preaching this, and Josh is looking at me because I fell off the wagon. Um, I didn't fall off the wagon alcohol-wise. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Did I just say that? I will never do that. I started looking at him weird. No. <laughs> I was like, what happened? No, no, no. Just diet-wise and things like that and oils. And I got off of those. And, you know, you can really tell the difference. I mean, <laughs> uh, I just not doing well, you know, um, and, and all of that. So, yeah, you have to remember guys out there that are in this um, cannabis family and this cannabis world that you do need to practice what you preach. And I, I do as well. So, <laughs> and I'm uh, understanding and, that and right now. Sure. So. To be your own advocate, too, when it comes to medically. You know, I mean, if you don't have a doctor who supports you and your desire to understand cannabis better. Right. Then it's probably time to find a different doctor. That's okay. Sure. You know, the doctor has worked up to this point, but now when we take our own lives into our own hands and do what's right for us, then that looks like this. You know what I mean? And right. so, yeah, I think that's critical. And, and that, and that's, you know, something I, I personally, I, that I look forward to seeing more and more of is an interaction between, you know, pharmaceutical world and that holistic world because honestly you know and we've had it on the show there there are a million different amazing stories of how those two things can work in tandem with each other um so you know i'm you know i know that sometimes it it can come off as you know we're bashing modern medicine or myself personally i guess i'll speak for myself but i I believe in the benefits of both sides of it. Um, what I advocate for is just being able to have that cannabis as part of the conversation. Absolutely. I, mean, I agree with you. I mean, because, yeah, what's out there medically is, is amazing. No doubt about that. Absolutely. But having this, so, you know, included is critical, too. That's for me. That's truthfully how I'm able just to 
I mean, it just it levels me. I keep it in my system all the time through edibles and like like we had said, you know, and just a level good place to be, you know, really great place to be. It's where I want to be, not on the train that I used to ride, you know, <laughs> you know the one. Right, but, but uh, on that on that end, do you mind going into yep. kind of your day daily routine as far as your medicine? Oh wow! So, well, I mean, I'm I don't have anything you know set or scheduled. I just go basically on how I feel. But over a period of time, that has leveled off to be consistent. So, um, okay, so I start the day with a half or a whole 50 milligram edible. And I might take a couple dabs with my straw or I might just hit the vape a couple times. That's kind of just how I start my day. I mean, nothing too heavy, you know. Um, Throughout the day, I have to say the edible has changed my life, though, because that keeps, that eliminates my need to medicate as often. Mm-hmm. So that's really helpful in my day. You know, it, it's, I don't have to keep going back to it. It's just, it's taken care of. I just feel satisfied and medicated just like I need to be. So um, now as it wanes, of course, in the afternoon, I just, I do the same thing. Basically, I have the same little routine. Every now and then I'll switch out dabbing for, you know, maybe smoking a couple off the pipe or, I mean, I'm not a super heavy smoker and I'm not a real heavy user at the end of the day whenever I mean I probably maybe compared to others but you know compared to what I used to take right with three 50 milligram edibles a day and dabbing and vaping and all that so you know after doing that for a while I started recognizing that okay maybe I'm feeling a little more tired than I want to feel so then I backed it up a little bit sure and I just kept doing that until I felt amazing and right. then I've just kept it with that it's a, so, I, I, you know and, and by amazing I don't mean that every day is great and I don't mean that I'm in perfect health sure you're not a robot it does help my perspective my attitude right you know yeah and it's I mean it's like what you talk about Josh, there is a such thing as over-medicating. Absolutely. I, I, I'm a big proponent yeah, in a definitely. sweet spot. I think we all have this mm-hmm. little bit of sweet spot that our ECS is kind of asking for. And when we hit it, you know yes, it. Yes, I and agree. I, unless it's 420. Mm-hmm. Right. Well. Or the weekend, possibly. <laughs> we like to call that taking the edge off. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah. C- yeah, Casey, what's, right. what's funny is I find more and more people that delve into their medicine as far as really medicating throughout the day, they literally will find at the end of the day and when they find that sweet spot that their intake is far less than they thought it would be. One, right, and they uh, they end up yep. understanding these these methods of ingestion to be able to go. Hey, I'm going shopping, so I only need a dab, <laughs> yeah. or you know what I mean. Or I need right. two. Well, exactly. Or <laughs> yeah. hey, today has been a terrible day, right. and I want to go to bed early. Yes. I'm taking two of those edibles. Yeah. I really want it to knock right. me out. But understanding that medicine, one, I think you take less of it, mm-hmm. and you take it more mm-hmm. effectively. And again, now we're kicking out that stigma. Of, what are you doing? Just sitting around. Smoking smoking weed all day, eating Funyuns. Right. No, I'm actually starting right. businesses. James runs a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're actually truly, yeah. we're actually truly medicating. Right. And right. We, right. we are right. using this as medicine and sure. we are functioning in this society. Some of us 
you know, more so than others. And and, and I have and to so, tell you, I've stopped looking, you know, the high that I that I looked for for my whole life, that high that I was just, I would have died for it, you know? Mm-hmm. I no longer, I don't look for that. And if I want that, I'll go skydiving. You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not looking for the high anymore because the high only leads to a low. And that only leads back to a high. Yeah. And so I can't in, wait till I can get there. properly right. And backing it up at all, it's just been so much more effective just on my everyday who I am, I'm saying. But to me, that goes back to the one thing that cannabis is always trying to do with the body is just trying to create homeostasis. Mm -hmm. It's not a high and a low. It's I just want to feel like I'm supposed to feel when I (laughs) wake. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just telling you what I want. Right. (laughs) Just listen. Right. Yep. Stop being so stubborn. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you could turn the brain off for just a little while. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever I play golf, you know, just stop swinging the club. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do less. <laughs> Don't swing it hard. It'll go further. Oh, yeah. That makes complete okay. sense. <laughs> But no, I mean, I, you know, it is funny that that's kind of where, and I know that like your journey, you know, I don't mean to say that your journey has ended, but like, and when, like what you were talking about, like how we come to present day is you really have come full circle with cannabis and you've, you've really honed in on what works for you. And I love hearing that because like I said, you're actually taking less, you're using layering methods to where Mm -hmm. you've kind of found that sweet spot. And you, to me, I think that you understand it better than any other medicine that we really take throughout our lives. You're a testament. I totally agree with you. you, You're a testament to people that that you don't necessarily have to listen to what everybody else is telling you that you should be taking, including your, you know, uh, it doesn't matter who it is. Right. Okay. So you, you need to find out, you need to educate yourself. You need to really, really ask yourself serious questions and listen to your body. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You know, and yep. me and James looked at each other through a point in your story when you started talking about your medicating regimen, mm-hmm. and it's happened yeah. almost every single time on this show. Is you wake up and you take that, that you do that self checklist. Yeah. You kind of yeah. see what I need for the day, as opposed to just waking up and going, "Well, it's fifty milligrams today. It's the same mm-hmm. as yesterday. It's that's not right. the way this works. It's to no. me, no. cannabis." in the ECS is supposed to fill in gaps. It's kind of like brick and mortar. You know, it's supposed to go in there and just be the glue. It's not supposed to be the brick. It's just supposed to go in and fill in where we have those gaps. And I love that you do that. Instead of waking up and just drinking half of the tincture, you ask yourself, (laughs) how am I feeling? No. (laughs) Well, there are those. Those are for Sundays, James. (laughs) We've talked about this. That's the half a bottle of tincture day. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Now, I have to say, now, if I get up and I happen to come out and try to like interact unmedicated totally unmedicated yeah it's not my best moment i'm going to just say it's like (laughs) whoa i gotta rethink this whole thing here oh yeah you ever you ever like um, i can think better do you ever get back in the car after a conversation you're like what the hell just happened why (laughs) what did i say 
Right. Yeah, uh, that's it, when you're just it, the you, messenger, man. Uh, yeah, it's like you a just f- total freakout moment. You, you became an avatar off. at some point, right? And yes, you hope yes. that you didn't make cause any damage, right? Or that they just <laughs> hopefully <laughs> they forget the conversation happened. <laughs> I do like to think that that's somebody else making use of like a, a message that needs to be spread that isn't of me. I'm right. open to <laughs> allow that message right. to come through for whoever needs it at that moment, and that happens sometimes. More of like an I AM transmitter. I'll leave that conversation and think, what the hell? I don't even <laughs> it, know. But it it le- wasn't meant for me to know. But, it's, but seriously, I mean, it leads back to you're really trying to be yourself. You are really mm-hmm. trying to be yourself, and you're using this as medicine mm-hmm. so you can go and have those conversations with people, so you can yep. function in society, so you can do business deals, so you you're can right. go to work, so you can take care of your children, right. so you can um, yep. do whatever it is that you need to do to function in this society. Some of us, speaking, if we do not yes. have that... We are not ourselves. We are not our the people that we can be. Sure. Quality I mean, it's right. not even people that we can be. I'm sorry I even said that. I don't mean it like that. Exactly. We're not us. Yeah. Right. Well, and it, for a lot of people, I mean, that's what cannabis is. It's not this miracle. It's a quality of life thing. Right. right. It's well, being able yes. to start where everyone else starts that day. So, so it's not yep. just. I'm not talking about people that are addicts or or people that have problems. We're talking people that anxiety issues. Right. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. This is a miracle to me. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. It is. But yeah. But there's so much, so many other things too that that it addresses. I mean, this one book that I have read from front to back, it has a hundred tabs sticking out of it. I mean, this book is probably educated me on most of what I know right now, you know, and and that's saying a lot. I mean, I've I've put a lot of hours into educating myself on cannabis and it's called The Survivor's Guide to Medical Cannabis. Mm -hmm. It is an amazing book. Damn, it's thorough. There's a lot in there. It addresses all kinds of health. I mean, way more than I could talk about, you know, and just, it's an easy way of understanding the details of what, how miraculous this medication is, you know. Yeah, yeah, and there there's so many uh, books out there for people to pick up and and um, just there educate are. themselves. And yeah, anyway, and now apps yeah. out there, there you know, obviously podcasts and yes, things like that. But it's nice to see all available, right? Well, and it's nice to see that there's a lot there's a lot more information out there now that's looking into the benefits of cannabis. We've all the seen medical, yes, the, the negative stories. Um, it is. It's start. It, it's it's great, and I ho- hopefully that's what this podcast does is is put you know a positive light on it because that's what we're here for um absolutely yeah well you guys have been fun to talk with today i've enjoyed the hell out of it are you sure about that i hope you helped somebody yeah i hope that somebody heard something that they needed to hear absolutely i mean really this is that's i mean that's why we're here i mean we just want to learn from people like you yes 
I mean, that's why I'm not yeah. dead. That's why we aren't dead. Yeah. Because we still have messages to share. We have people that really need to hear them. And, you know, I, one other thing I like to say, because this is becoming more clear to me than ever, is, you know, there is somebody for every single demographic. So even if it doesn't look like they're doing it right, what I know is they're doing whatever it takes to get through to that demographic. So whatever it takes, the message has to be spread. That is so, a very you know, good point. The judging of how other people are doing it is, it does, you know, there, there's somebody for everybody yeah. to help, to learn from, to... It doesn't matter who it is or what, you know. It doesn't. And it won't always look the right. same way as ours. It doesn't matter what economic, um, you know, background. It doesn't matter. I mean, people, people have issues and people need help. And so that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that, that's my belief. Right. And Josh, I know it's yours yep. too. And, and, and it doesn't matter. We know that there are people out there that, uh, that need help and that's. Hopefully, um, you know, what people will get out of this podcast uh, from people like you. And uh, uh, do you have anything else? No, Casey, I just wanted to say again, thank you for sharing your story. We appreciate it. And thank you for being a cannabis advocate, advocate that you are. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, well, I really appreciate what you guys do, too. Keeping the word out there. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, if you feel that this podcast is something that would benefit others, please consider the possibility of changing someone's life that may be in need. Please share our podcast. This podcast is for the patient. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Thank you, everybody, so much for sharing the podcast. Um, If you rate us on Facebook, um, that actually helps us get past the uh, algorithm that uh, Mr. Zuckerberg um, (laughs) likes to put up to uh, not allow us to reach people in need. Um, that would help us if you would just share. That would be great. And Josh, always a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely, James. And uh, Casey, thank you again. Everyone have a great week. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.